You found the coffee stop by Day One members. This is the show for cyclists who need to get faster, but also want to look great on their bikes. While we don't teach you the latest fashion trends and hairstyles, we'll help you get that edge you need to gain more speed with smart training and the latest tech talk. Here are your hosts, Anthony Walsh and Stephen Dugan. And welcome after that introduction to another edition of The Coffee Shop. My co-host, Anthony Walsh. Hey, Stephen. How are you? Great to be back again. Yeah, I'm really good. And we're dealing with, I think, something, Anthony, that's really fundamental to success, not just in cycling, I think, but anything in life. If you want to go about achieving a result, first of all, you have to kind of figure out what is the result you want to achieve. Stephen, if you don't know where you're going, you're never going to know when you got there. Uh, it's it's a very basic principle in not just sport in every area of our lives yeah i mean if you're listening to this and i mean we've all been there you know we've come into cycling we just want to ride our bikes and we want to ride hard we want to ride fast so you know if you haven't listened to the module on headless chicken riding go back and listen to it because if you're putting in the hours if you're getting out and you're riding hard with your mates but you've plateaued you're not improving you know there's low-hanging fruit anthony and um, we cover that in the in the headless chicken module about how you can optimize your training, but you got to know what you're training for. And you know when you kind of reverse engineer the event that you're focusing on, you can then start to really identify specific things you need to train or develop in order to be successful in that event. Yeah, goal setting is one of the pillars, Stephen. That's why we decided to deal with it early in the podcast series because it's something we're going to reference back to. We harped on that analogy in the first episode about a GPS. When you get into the car, there's two things you need to know. Where are you and where are you going? Now, we talked about where you are in terms of your threshold testing and how you can set that base point and where you're going is your goal setting. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, we're going to put a really cool PDF in the download or resources section that you can download. And um, it's really simple. It's one page, Anthony, and it's kind of figuring out where do you ultimately want to go? What's your ultimate ambition? And then how do you get there? Yeah, I know goal setting, is a, it can be a pretty broad thing, Stephen, but I know some of the strategy you're going to talk us through today help us to just you know condense it a little bit more because uh, when we started out, we all set goals. We didn't know we were setting goals, but we set them. Whether it was a goal was to just ride your first 20K, whether it was to beat your mate to the top of the hill, we set goals all the time. But somewhere along the journey, we forgot about goal setting. We got to a certain standard of, you know, for most of us, let's be honest, Dave, we got to a certain mediocre standard and we just completely stopped setting goals once we got there. I got to a mediocre standard really quickly though, Anthony. <laughs> oh, I've been at that mediocre for three years now. I'm so, the king of the mediocre. <laughs> so there's a couple of really kind of tangible things you can do. And sorry, uh, everyone, there's crickets in the background. I live in South Africa and it's cricket season. There's really not much more I can do rather than run out with a shotgun. So apologies if you're here in the background. <laughs> That'll make a great podcast. You're on a new chasing, chasing crickets with a shotgun. Yeah, well, I mean, if you want to hear more of these great things, best I don't get arrested. So I guess one of the things about goal setting, Anthony, is to be really specific about the event because not only you know will writing it down help you focus out the training i think and we talk a lot about this inside a1 members you know this whole modules on mindset and productivity and goal setting but when you're out there and you're slogging away on a wet winter's evening you know if you don't have that big vision the big why uh, in mind you you know you're going to be so susceptible to not finishing that session not finishing the week not getting your month in and potentially falling off the wagon altogether yeah but you know what i find goal setting Stephen? i'm not sure if you've had this experience People are afraid to set goals because if they set them and they don't achieve them, they're a failure. And they're afraid to be a failure, not only in their own eyes, but in the eyes of their peers, their you know family, friends. Have you experienced that? 
Definitely, you know, and it's 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 so easy not to start at all, as you just rightly said, you know, because if you don't write it down, if you don't communicate it, well, then how can you fail? But, you know, I've often, you know, set a goal that was big, that was ambitious. And yeah, I fell short, but I still was way beyond where I was when I started my search towards achieving that goal, Anthony. Yeah, and I think, Stephen, definitely for us in Ireland, this is that sort of begrudgery, something that comes very natural to our culture, that we like to have a pop at somebody else who's doing something. And goal setting, it's very much intertwined with that, where we like to have a pop at somebody who's put themselves out there and set a goal and not achieve it. And that's filtered down and trickled through our psyche a little bit to the point that a lot of us are now afraid to set goals. But it's so fundamental for success in sport. So we're going to show you some strategies to get back and sort of sidestep some of the negative connotations that's wrapped up around goal setting and give some solid strategies yeah, to get well, your season back on track. Without doubt, like, I mean, if you look at any elite performance, you know, if you look at somebody that's gotten to a top level in football, like they've had a vision, they've had a goal and they've, you know, applied the 10,000 hour rule, Anthony, to get there. If you look at any Olympic athlete, like they didn't get there by accident. They set out, okay, they mightn't have known the time to first put a, a leg over the crossbar that it was Olympics, but as they started to become aware of the possibilities of their own ability of the, you know, the, the ability to develop as an athlete, they continually pushed their boundaries through goal setting and ultimately set at some point in their life the goal of making the Olympics and everything else then became designed around it. But had they not actually sat down and made that fundamental choice or decision, they never, ever would have got there. Nobody ever got to the Olympics by accident. And that's it. It's a decision. Uh, I love your reference to the 10,000 hour rule there. I'm getting about four hours training in a week. How many years will it take me to get to 10,000 hours? <laughs> uh, it's a good job you're young, Anto. I'm, I'm in a slightly worse scenario. So I guess, you know, the first thing you've got to be is specific. And, and a goal, Anthony, is something that's very, very personal. It could be just to crush your mates in the next sportif. It might be to break the hour in, in a 40 mile or 40 kilometer time trial it might be to win your local club race it doesn't matter it's got to be specific if you haven't sat down and worked out what that goal is because let's say for example right um, i'm coming back to cycling um, which is the, the case i've been off the bike for about three or four years i want to break the hour then once i've kind of set that as a goal i, I can say to myself well how many hours a week training do i realistically need to do to get it and obviously in my case answer with my abundant natural ability we're looking at two or three hours training a week <laughs> Yeah, if we can get you off the drink. Yeah. And then you can start breaking it down further again. Like if you're a bit over analytical like I am, you're probably thinking, you know, with a with a good setup on a TT bike, Anthony, I could probably do it if I hit a functional threshold of 270 watts. So it, it starts to get very tangible how you can break down, you know, your your sub goal setting. The, you know, we call it the product goal, which is the big end goal. But then what's the process goals? What are the bits and pieces you have to hit along the way, uh, you know, gearing you towards that big target? Yeah, the important thing with that product goal is, Stephen, and lads, do it now if you're listening. Write it down, put it somewhere you're going to see it, put it somewhere where it's going to hit you in the face every day. That's your target. Get it down on paper and be specific about it, like Stephen said. I want to do X on Y date. You know, time orientated is great with goals. And um, But I'm a big believer in verbalizing these goals. Stephen, telling a friend, and I know you have some great stats on, you know, if you articulate these goals, you're more likely to achieve them. Well, it's something. It's actually 81% because we did some research on this inside A1 members when we did the goal setting and productivity module. You are 81% more likely because you made a commitment, you know, and uh, once you have that clear vision, it's like I mentioned a minute ago, I've made a commitment to myself of breaking the hour for 40K on my comeback, you know, and that's going to drive not only the, you know, kind of pr 
process that you go through, but also the you know the vision that you have when you're out training, Anthony, when you're wondering why am I doing this? Well, you, you've kind of you've clearly kind of created a commitment in your own mind, and then by communicating it, you're really reinforcing that commitment because you don't want to let yourself down. So, Stephen, just to categorically stay on air now, are you committing to that goal? You're going to break the air for 40 kilometers because I know you've you're at an all-time low in fitness after you're a bit of a world tour at the moment. I'm committing to this goal. By the end of the Irish summer, I will have at least attempted to break the hour. I can't guarantee I'm going to do it, but that's I'm committing to it. I'll even put it up in A1 members' goals, okay? Right, get it up there, and we're, we're locking Stephen into this target now. Anto's going to share it to his 7,500 followers. <laughs> You're screwed now. So, you know, one of the things, and it's a good line, like success is not a game won by whoever does the most. Like I would imagine almost everybody listening to this, Anthony, is what we would kind of deem to be time crunched, where time is not a free resource that they have, you know. So what what goal setting, as I mentioned earlier, really allows you to do is it allows you to get really granular about what do I need to do to optimize? Because I think one of the, the big things that all really successful amateurs have is they have an eye for the essential like what are the key things i need to focus on in order to achieve that goal well it's letting you hack the process Stephen. like you know doing the right thing at the wrong time makes it the wrong action you know if my goal is to win the national criterium championships doing a bunch of threshold work it's although it's the right thing leading up to a time trial it's the wrong thing leading up to the criterium championship but if we don't have a goal We've no idea of knowing what's the right training and what's the wrong training. So it actually allows us to hack, you know, the best way, a shortcut, the best way to fitness in the fastest time. Without that, we're literally throwing punches in the dark, Stephen, and we're hoping that something lands. Yeah, correct. I mean, because if you have, you know, a clear understanding of what that goal is, you know, instead of kind of randomly training and getting out there and doing hill work one day and maybe doing threshold intervals the next day, which is pulling you potentially in all directions, you know, you're going to basically be able to focus in on that one thing. So in my case, Anthony, it's threshold, threshold, and maybe a bit more threshold to spice it up. Yeah, so let's hack it and we reverse engineer it, Stephen. So we talk about, right, we're going to use you as a case study. One, because it's absolutely hilarious and we're going to be absolutely abuse you on this journey to try and break in the air. But two, because, you know, we actually have it in front of us now, so we can talk about it. So if we get a date, Stephen, so what are we thinking? Uh, August, September for this? Yeah, let's let's pick the 1st of September. It's, it's, it's far enough away that I don't have to worry about it yet. Okay, 1st of September. So now we can start saying Stephen's in, uh, I hope he minds me saying this because it's funnier if he's a fan of dismal shape at the moment. Abysmal. He's been traveling around. He's been, you know, he has a good background pedigree in it, but he's been traveling, he's been drinking, he's been eating shit. So he's at a pretty low starting point. So what we're going to need to do with Stephen's training is start in the general and we're going to move to the specific. So now we know what the specific is. The specific's a 40-kilometer time trial. So for him to break the error in September for 40 kilometers, where does he need to be in August? You know, if he hasn't got his threshold power, we don't know what your starting point is really now, Stephen, do we? Uh, well, which is probably, as unfit as I am, it's probably about 250 watts. Okay, we're going to get you out testing before the next <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I do listen to the next podcast. <laughs> yeah, but that's it. I mean, you can really get granular. You can reverse engineer. So, I mean, if your, you know, target event is your local club race, you know, and your local club race, Anthony, is an hour and a half long, you know, and this is where we see guys going wrong all the time. They're out there doing long four and five hour rides at the weekend, but you don't necessarily need to. You, you would get potentially far more out of doing high intensity, you know, really, really short burst type intervals where you're going to really replicate that race demand that we talk about so often inside A1 members. 
Yeah, for sure. So on Stephen's example, we need him averaging 40 kilometers an hour for a 10-mile TT by, I would say, mid-July, if he's going to be at the standard to break the hour, which is 40 kilometers an hour for one hour. So that's a goal in July. Now, what do we need to get him to? We need to be averaging 5K an hour, sorry, 40K an hour for a five-mile TT, I would say, by end of June. And so we have from the end of June, from now until the end of June, to get him to, you know, that general conditioning that's going to allow that to happen. So we're going from the general conditioning to the very specific as we get closer to his event. So the one thing that you've got to do at this stage is, you know, download that page um, there. You just click on the link and sit down and think deeply about what is your goal, because that's going to really focus. What is the end result that you're looking to achieve? And then you've got to break it down into, as Anthony's just said, where do you need to be by the end of this month, by the end of the next month? And Anthony, that, that really, instead of pulling yourself in all directions, you're now aiming everything at a specific direction. It's a domino effect, Stephen. It's, you know, where do I need to be? We know where you need to be at the end of September. So now, where do you need to be a month from that? Where do you need to be a month before that? And you need to find out, make sure today's action is getting you to, is lined up with the action you need for the end of the week, the action you need to take for the end of the month. Like, you can take a great action today. You could go out and do, you know, a a five-mile cross-country run, but that's not taking you closer to your goal. So we need to make sure the action we take today is aligned with our end product goal. Yeah. So one of the things that I've kind of spent a lot of time studying, both in sport and in business, is the concept of the Pareto principle, Anthony, uh, where Pareto was a mathematician in Italy in the 1800s. And no matter what he studied, he he came across this almost universal phenomenon where a very small number of inputs drive the majority of the outputs. So, for example, even in his garden, he noticed that 20 percent of the pea trees produced 80 percent of the peas. And whatever he looked at, like 80% 80% of the wealth, then it's gone way uh, out of kilter with that now, but uh, 80% of the wealth was held by 20% of the people, you know, um, and he, he, he defined what's known as the Pareto principle. And that's really, you know, 20% of what you are doing is driving 80% of your results, whether it's in sport, whether it's in business, whatever aspect of your life that you look at. And if you can be really clear, Anthony, about, again, what your goal is, you can then really try and focus in on what are the key things that you need to do? What are the things that are going to really drive your success in, in pursuit of that goal and focus down in on that. And that's what we call the the process goal. So the product goal is the big end thing. It's what are you looking to achieve? The process is what are the five, six, seven things you need to focus on on a daily, weekly and monthly basis in order to get to your product goal? So for Stephen, we're going to need to look at things like position. We're going to need to look at his training. We're going to need to look at his pacing and his strategy. And he's going to have to have, you know, a relatively decent handle on his nutrition and hydration, uh, it, both to optimize his recovery and training and for race day. So we can have a look at those four or five different things. We can basically tick those boxes off as he goes along. But if we're not ticking those boxes off and Stephen ends up riding like 110, 115 on race day, you know, it's the fail to prepare, prepare to fail, Stephen. It's not going to be a shock. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, again, what you can do is break down and have those incrementally. So if I'm looking at a 270 functional threshold um, and, you know, I'm at 250 now or whatever I am, I am. But, you know, each week you're going to be looking to say, you know, I need to be putting, you know, five or 10 watts for every block of training over two weeks that I'm doing, Anthony. Otherwise, I've no chance hitting my goal. Yeah, Stephen, uh, I know Paddy Powers, uh, one of the founders, is a client of ours. I might see if you can open a book on what time you're going to do for this uh, for this 40K, and I think it would be hilarious betting on it. 
it's going to build up into a bit of a, a, a crescendo. But, you know, really what we're saying is that, you know, you've got limited time to train. You want to maximize the results. Um, if you really don't know what results you're looking for, that's the number one place that you're potentially failing. Before, and we're going to cover so much about training, Anthony. We're going to cover so much about tactics and all of the other brilliant aspects. But more than anything, we want to see people achieve their true potential, which means writing down and, and committing to their goals. Yeah, Stephen, we can get really granular on exactly what people should be, what training they should be doing, how they should be optimizing their recovery, what sort of nutrition they should be doing, tactics. But that's all pointless. You know, it's all noise unless you know exactly what your goal is. Once we know what your goal is, once you've defined the start point, once you've defined the end points, these are our two absolute pillars to this, you know, whole program and this whole uh, this whole project we're putting together. Once you know that, we can advise you on the other stuff. So you've got to get in the Facebook comment section. You've got to let us know what your goal is. Get on Facebook and, you know, shout it loud and proud. Tell people what your goal is. Tell your friends, tell your family. Like you're pot committed once you tell that and your actions will start to line up with that commitment you've made. Yeah, absolutely. So what you're going to do at this stage, if you're really committed to this process is, you know, write down your product goal and then work out what are the, you know, what are the 20% of uh, inputs that are going to drive the output. So Anto's just kind of covered it from a time trial perspective. But let's say, you know, you're looking towards your local club race. Um, you know, it might be to improve your functional threshold. You can never go wrong with that, Anthony. You know, drop five kilos in weight if you're carrying too much weight. Um, improve your diet. Try and get your diet, you know, up to a point where it's giving you optimum nutrition. There are always a number of things that you can do to break it down uh, that you can then monitor. Yeah, absolutely. Hack it. Like, look at what the look at what the course is. You know, get specific on it. If you want to win a club league race, what date do you want to win the club league race on? What course is on that day? Now let's have a look at the course. Let's see, is it a hilltop finish? If it is, we can start prioritizing weight loss. If it's a sprint finish, we can start prioritizing that. But we can really find out. You know, there's fucking no point in us practicing the climbing all day if it's a sprint finish. So you know, we can if we're time crunched. Which Stephen, let's be fair, most of our listeners are time crunched. You know, we got to spend the maximum. We're always looking for how can we get the maximum effect out of our training time. So how we can get the maximum effect out of our training time is just laser focused on exactly what that end goal is. Sport Keith Stevens a big one. Like a lot of guys are coming to us want to ride like the Marmot in the summer, a tap the tour, that type of thing. You got to break it back down. Okay, how many kilometers are you riding? How many hills have we got? And let's go and practice that. There's no point in us spending time working on our high-end neuromuscular adaptation because we're not going to need it. It's not a sprint finish. It's not a race. So we just got to spend a lot of time training zone three, sweet spot training, and we can build that into a structured way. And we're going to show you how to do that along the way. Yeah, so often, I mean, you know, it's really <coughs> deciding, you know, what matters to you most. Like, what is that one thing? It could be just beating your mates. It could be that sportif riding it under a certain time, which is a huge thing here in South Africa, time sportifs, you know. But once you've decided to commit it, write it down and really go for it, you know, because genuinely, you know, having that sense of purpose, not just around your training, but in life in general, like it gives meaning to all of the training that you're going out there slogging away on because – we see it, the number one thing that we see, Anthony, particularly with amateur um, athletes, is they don't have a big enough why. So they kind of start a program full of enthusiasm, but very quickly can get derailed. Where if, if you've got a big enough why, you're going to put up with the sacrifice in order to achieve that goal. And you'll get over the temporary hurdles and roadblocks, which inevitably come our way as amateur cyclists. Yeah, also what I see a lot of, Stephen, is people having a big enough why, but it's so far in the distance that it's not shouting loud enough at them. A prime example for this is the triathletes. You know, as cyclists, we have goals, races to keep us motivated every week. 
with some of the triathletes, especially the distance guys, you know, it could be six or seven months before their next event. And it's very easy to miss a session today when it doesn't feel like there's consequences because the race is so far away. How we get around that, it's setting smaller, like Stephen said, process goals. And we need to, like today's session will have an impact on me hitting my goal at the end of this week. And my missed sessions this week will have an impact on me hitting my goals at the end of the month. Although it seems like they won't have much of an impact on my goal six months away, failure to hit those process goals, that will impact my failure to hit my product goal at the end. Yeah, I mean, we, we're huge fans. In fact, all of the programs that we put together inside in one members, um, we, we kind of reverse engineer what is the end result that we're looking to have. So if it's a base, a builder, a peak or a TT program, you know, we've got the end result in mind, uh, which is to take somebody uh, to a certain level. And then every single part of the training program is reverse engineered so that every single day has got a specific objective. What are we trying to train? So what you've got to ask yourself, you know, if you're training yourself or if you're working with a coach is, what is your focusing question, Anthony? Before you get out and do that ride, you've got to ask yourself, is what I'm doing today or about to do, is it congruent with what I'm looking to achieve? Because like, it's so easy to just go out and mash it with the guys for four hours on a Saturday. But, I mean, if your goal is a 10 or 20-mile, 20 25-mile TT, it could even be counterproductive. Yeah, I had a Canadian coach. He used to call that jamming with the guys. <laughs> you go jamming with the guys on a, on a Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. But, yeah, no, depending on what your goal is, Stephen, uh, every session needs to be taking you closer to your target. The session shouldn't be. And, you know, this is weird for a lot of our clients, Stephen, they're, you know, business guys, they're executive guys. And they plan their diary during the day, like laser precision. Like, you know, I've got meeting at this time, call at this time you know, so-and-so project on the go and everything's managed, everything is structured, everything is focused towards an end goal. Then they just get on the bike and they just seem to abandon this. You know, <laughs> all this planning goes out the window and they just get on the bike, you know, what you, what session are you on today? You're like, I don't know. Yeah, but there's nothing more tempting. Come on, to go out and just mash it with the boys or mash it on a two-hour ride. Like, But the bottom line is if you want to optimize your time, you've got to have a plan. If you really want to work towards a specific goal, you've got to do this process that we're talking about. And, you know, before you, uh, you know, get on the bike for that specific session, ask yourself a focusing question. Is what I'm doing today congruent with my plan? Is it going to take me further uh, along the road? You know, because you really at that stage, Anthony, create such a sense of clarity. So if your goal is that league race, you're going to ask yourself, okay, I really like we had a post in the Facebook group the other night of one of the members that's always struggling, you know, with those kind of two or three minute uphill sprints. Well, that's a VO2 max effort and you've got to develop that. Yeah. But what I think just to finish off the last one as well, Stephen, uh, what I think is, you know, if you go out all the time and you're able to just go out unstructured and smash it with your buddies all the time, it loses its appeal. You know, I love going out with the lads and smashing it all over the place because 99 percent or 95% of my sessions are very, very structured. And so when I do get the chance to go and let loose, it's great fun. But I know some of the guys who just have no structure and there's no appeal to it anymore because it's, you know, it's unlimited. Yeah, absolutely. So you got to ask yourself what we call uh, the focusing question. What is the one thing you can do today such that by doing it, everything else will become easier or potentially even unnecessary? And when you develop that level of focus into your daily session, it becomes a weekly gain, it becomes a monthly gain, and it's cumulative and quantitative towards taking you to the goal, Anthony. Yeah, the, the focus on question is very powerful, Stephen. It's something I actually have written right above my desk. I see it every morning when I come in, and it's just laser focused on your one thing. What's the one thing I can do today that's going to take me closer to my goal? You know, I think people should take that, Stephen, and just don't just use it in sport. Go and use it for everything. It works. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it doesn't matter what aspect of your life you're looking to, you know, I mean, if you want to have a, a balanced, happy life, you know, I mean, we as cyclists, we're also OCD generally, particularly those that really kind of have the, you know, the, the, the inclination to sit down and set out goals. But you've got to keep a sense of context, whether within your cycling environment itself, Anthony, so you don't overtrain or neglect certain aspects or within life, whether it's your physical health, you know, your your relationships, your job, your business. It's about finding a balance that works, that's sustainable. Um, you know, so, for example, you know, if you really want to commit to a pretty major goal, let's say you want to ride the etapa to tour and you're going to have to get a, you know, good solid eight hours of training in a week you're going to have to make decisions even in your personal life or in your business life about how are you going to make that happen it might involve riding to work it might involve you know agreeing to come in uh, or knock off late two evenings a week but you've got to make conscious decisions otherwise it just won't happen i'm going to throw it out there Stephen. i'm going to say it's not about balance you might disagree with this one but that's the, the nature of it. i think it's about counterbalance for me, so anytime I'm achieving anything, I never have balance. You know, I never get anything done with balance. You know, whenever I'm balanced, I get like an hour training done on the bike. I'm getting a good work day done, and you know, a relationship is going grand. Whenever I have stuff in counterbalance where I'm absolutely hitting it on the bike, you know, I'm getting four or five hours a day. Business is starting to suck. My relationship's hanging on by a thread. <laughs> I'm getting results on the bike. And then once I see things are starting to tip to the point that I'm about to get dumped, you know, I shift back the other way and I'm counterbalancing again. So it's like that analogy of a lad spinning all them plates on the top of a stick. As soon as one's about to fall off, you get back there and start spinning it again. Risky strategy, but it's working. Yeah, it's about finding that sense of balance, of balancing the plates rather than balancing your life. So <laughs> absolutely, like, you know, again, if you want to achieve big things in your life, it's going to take a big effort. And I think, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, uh, in business, I see this all the time. Like people start up businesses and they think it's going to be great because they're going to work for themselves. What they don't realize is it's an, it's an absolute slog fest. And training is the same. I mean, if you're going to really commit to a goal, it's going to involve you know, deep levels of suffering and sacrifice, but that's what makes it so enjoyable, like the rewards at the end for achieving something that you set out 6, 12, 18 months previously, you know, writing it down. Like if you're listening to this in Ireland and you want to ride the Ross, but you're a Cat 4, that's a two or three year project. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Stephen, I forgot this was a podcast completely. I thought I was on a YouTube channel there. I was spinning plates on the top of sticks. You couldn't see me. <laughs> it's a nice visual image. So, I mean, really, you know, we put in a cool PDF um, and it's all about thinking, you know, what do I need to do right now? What do I need to do this year? Maybe five years, maybe someday, like maybe you do have a big goal to go to the Olympics that someday is going to come. But the path to that is asking yourself, you know, the right questions so you get a good answer, Anthony, you know, and don't be afraid to dream big and stretch big because often you'll surprise yourself of what you are truly capable, especially if you, you know, you listen to the, you know, the entire series that we're going to put together, which is going to get so deep into, you know, how can you improve your climbing? How can you improve your time trialing? What specific sessions do you need to do to improve? Because if you're going around the training in the right way, Anthony, I mean, you see it all the time as a coach, like the gains that some people can make are absolutely mind boggling if they have the right approach. It's phenomenal, Stephen. It's literally like you wouldn't believe what's possible. And this isn't like a, you know, a cringe late night TV infomercial, but I've seen results that are literally astonishing. Like I've seen, you know, fat kids coming up to me on charity cycles and then they end up placing, going, oh, I want to be a racer someday. Or like, oh, I'm sure you do, fatty. And then you see them placing like, you know, top 10 in on the Ross and things like that. You see other guys uh, that clients that have come to us that have lost 40 kilograms. We had a guy... Last week, it was on uh, the Irish website, Sticky Bottom, uh, Kieran Murphy, and he'd lost 40 kilograms. 
and over two seasons since he started with us and he ended up winning the Visit Nina Classic which is a pretty big one day race over here and it's hilly and like to see him when he came in as a you know a start off client you know to think that he would someday win an A3 race you would have you know you would have got a million to one speaking of the Paddy Power Roads earlier on this just not happening if you've seen the shape these guys are in coming in but anything's possible but I love that one you had Stephen about you know, put down your son, like, I encourage lads to do this, not just write down your goal in the Facebook comments box, go daring on this, write down your Sunday goal, someday I want to go to the Olympics, so what has to happen next year for you to hit that Sunday goal, you know, next year? Absolutely, you know, so you can sit down and you can write out your, you know, yeah, sorry, we lost you there for a second, Anthony, but I mean, the fundamental premise of it is absolutely what you're saying, you know, what is your big goal, is it the Ross, is it to, um, you know, go to the Olympics, but is it even if you're slugging around at the back of your local league race, Anthony, write it down that within 18 months you're going to win that league race, and and I guarantee you, within most of you, you have that opportunity to do it. Yeah, you'll start finding ways to make that happen, Stephen, once you write it down. You know, resources that you didn't know existed would become available. You know, example, we have guys stumbling upon our membership site, and they didn't know anything like that existed, but it's because they've, you know, focused their mind on, I need to hit this goal, and then resources start presenting themselves to help them hit that goal. Absolutely. We're going to do a whole module about that, you know, the law of attraction, reticular action system and stuff like that. So, you know, really, that's it. At this stage, you know, really encourage you to download the PDF and sit down and, and write that big, scary someday goal. Then, you know, what do you need to do in the next five years if it's a really mega long project and what do you need to do this year or you can maybe make an intermediate you know say in two years rather and 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 work it out and then really sit down and work out the you know the training the plan the 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 four to five things that you need to work on in order to achieve it and i think you'll be absolutely astonished anthony with how quickly you'll start to not only see progress but just to develop much more focus in everything that you're doing yeah, Stephen, this podcast, uh, like we're doing it, you know, A, so you can vent and talk shite and me so I can abuse you on this journey to you trying to break the error. But, you know, what is really cool with this project, it is it is a project and I'm really excited to get lads in on this and bring them on a journey with us. And so start now, write down your goal. Even if you're coming to this and you're finding this, you know, six months from when we record it, write your goal down and start listening to the episodes in sequence and come on that journey with us and just start commenting and telling us about it along the way. Yeah, I took a course with Robin Sharma one time. It was a kind of like a leadership expert gets paid a million euro a year, like to work with uh, you know business people. And he says the sixth thing that you know really work towards mastery is make a commitment first of all to mastery. You know why not if you're putting in hours on the bike, optimize the time that you're putting in. You know the other thing is go minimalist. Find those four or five really key things that you need to improve on. You know and become really focused on improving those. The other thing is, and Anthony spoke about this earlier. Ignore the cynics, you know, dismiss the critics. Don't be afraid to put your goals out there. And if people laugh at you, they won't be laughing when they see you uh, in, in, you know, 12, 18 months time, you know. And, uh, you know, that's a journey, Anthony, that you can go on, but only if you've really written down and been specific about where it is you're going in the first place. Yeah, same. let's commit to it and let's get a crack at Great stuff. So hope you enjoyed it, guys. In the next module, we're going to get, you know, started on some of the training. We've got some really exciting stuff. So look forward to seeing you then and t- chatting to you then, Anthony. Yep. Cheers, David. Chat to you soon. Take care.